involved in? Don't we all agree that we shouldn't have six and ten-year-olds in such danger that there could be sexual assault on their way to, you know, making believe that they're with someone who's their father when it really isn't? So who's running the show here? Well, look, that's an open question. It's clear Joe Biden is not. He hasn't gone to the border. He's not running things. He doesn't know what's going on. We saw this past week he put Kamala Harris in charge, which made me wonder how much he disliked Kamala to hand this crisis to her. She had it for a couple of days, and then we saw the announcement Kamala's not in charge either. She's not going to the border. She laughed at the idea of going to the border. Do you plan to visit the border? So nobody knows who's in charge, but but it, it, it is an example. And for Kamala, she either quit, she either looked at this and said, this is too much of a mess, I want out of here, or she was fired, the Biden administration. You know, Kamala Harris has called Border Patrol agents, she's analogized them to the KKK, which is truly disgusting. And I'll tell you, the agents down there, they remember it. They remember when somebody on national television calls you a Klansman and you're a federal law enforcement officer risking your life to keep this country safe. They remember that. So she was the wrong person to head this, but nobody is heading this. And the problem for Democrats, they start from a premise that the more illegal immigration we have, the better, because they believe if you let all the illegal immigrants in, and then you make them all citizens, that they will eventually vote Democrat and keep Democrats in power. But they also don't understand incentives. So you hear Jen Psaki saying, well, we're just not going to keep kids, which is, of course, a lie because there's 16,000 kids in Biden cages right now. But they don't get the incentives that when they announce any child that comes can stay, that we will see it's projected that over 100,000 unaccompanied minors will come in. And I've got to say, anyone that puts a little boy or little girl in the custody of a human trafficker, you know, Maria, 11, 12, 13-year-old girls are put on birth control pills before they come up because the odds are so high they'll get raped. That is not compassionate when the Biden administration has all these kids in the custody of traffickers. Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Don't you just hate Kamala Harris's laugh? She laughs at everything. I don't know how everything could be so funny. Every question that they ask her, she just laughs at it. I I don't know. Me personally, I think it's annoying. Uh, Are you going to visit the border today? Uh, Not today. (laughs) I don't even see how that was a funny question. You have migrant facilities. Now, some facilities are in excess of 1,500% capacity, which is mind-boggling to say the least. She's not visiting the facilities. Joe's not visiting the facilities. Oh, wait a minute. What about America's favorite bartender, AOC? She must be out serving drinks to everybody because she's certainly not down at the border like she was when Trump was there, crying for her little photo op. It's so sad. Look at all these kids in cages. Oh, my God. Well, guess what? They weren't in cages. They're not only in cages right now. It's almost like they're in overfilled prisons because they're staying a lot longer than they're supposed to be staying. They've well exceeded their capacity. They're not showering every day. There's food shortages. There's such little room in these facilities that most people are having to sleep stacked on top of each other or side by side, and it's a disaster. So where is AOC? Where's all the alligator tears now? Where you at, AOC? Stop kicking back those drinks with your favorite clients. Get out there. Take some more alligator tear pictures. Make it look good for your party at least. 
Because right now, you're not saying anything. Even Laura Trump called you out for it. She was on Fox News the other day. She's now a contributor. So on a side note, congratulations to her. But even she said, where are you at for your photo op? You know what the real problem is? We had the most secure border that we have had in decades under President Trump. He had everything in place to handle the influx of people coming in. The facilities were not overrun. The border was secure. We had all the southern countries working with us to keep their people there until it was their turn to come in to seek asylum, to go through the process correctly. And in Biden's first few days of office, he decided to get rid of all of that, told everybody, come on down. And guess what? They're all here. And now they got a big cover up going on. They don't want to call it a crisis. Oh, denying children at the border. That's not a crisis. Yeah, it is when you can't house them correctly. It is when you're letting them out into society with no return court date, so they're just free to roam the United States, especially <laughs> under your planned pandemic. It's a mess. The border is an absolute disgrace right now. Ted Cruz and a bunch of senators went down there. I have another video from Ted Cruz I wanted you to hear. He's inside the facility. They do not want him filming what's in there because once you see all these people in there, children and above, all stacked on top of each other, you know, it would make anybody angry. Who wouldn't it make angry? That's just not the way you treat people. It is a crisis. It needs to stop. They need to stop everybody from coming. Tell them to stay where you're at right now. We have to process everybody that's here, and the borders are closed, period, the end. Here's the video. Please give dignity to the people. Please give dignity to the people. So you work for the commissioner, your senior advisor. You were hired two weeks ago, and you're instructed to ask us to not have any pictures taken here. Please respect the people. Because the, the political rules. leadership at DHS does not want the American people to know it. Please respect the rules, sir. You keep sir. standing in, in front of the pictures, Please so you don't want the, the pictures rules. taken. The rules are arbitrary, Please and they're designed the to keep the, the American people in the dark. Please respect the rules and give the people dignity and respect. That's all we ask. Well, dignity no, and not. respect. You're asking, is this Please. dignity and respect? Look Please at these people. Please give dignity and respect to the people. Let me ask you, you. There, there's a pandemic. I respectfully ask you, sir. There is a pandemic. Is this respecting the rights of these kids? I ask you. Please Are respect you respecting the, the rights of these this kids? This is not a zoo, sir. Please don't treat the people. You're right, and this is As a such. dangerous place. Please don't treat the people like this. And your policies, unfortunately, you, are trying to hide them. I understand That's you were instructed. You. When 18 I senators ask you came to down please here, respect the people, give them dignity and respect. I respect them, and I want to fix this situation. We all want to fix this. And the administration you're working for is anymore. responsible for these conditions. Please respect the people with dignity and, and respect. And sir. I ask you to respect the, the people as well. This I am respecting is not you. Respect. I am respecting this is, the people. This is not respect. Now, if you haven't seen the video, you should definitely look that up because it's unbelievable how those people are stacked together. It's inhumane, but that is the Biden administration. That is what they do. That is what they do not want you to see. And I'm glad that Ted Cruz is down there trying to expose it as much as he can because the people need to know. They ain't going to see that video on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, and all the rest of those fake news outlets. You're not going to see it on there because they don't want you to see it. They don't want you to know that. They want you to believe that Joe Biden is this good guy with a huge heart and he's just, oh, I'm just trying to help out the world. You're not trying to help the world. You're trying to help yourself. You're hoping that you get enough of these people in here and make them U.S. citizens so they can flood into all the different states that you need them to go into so that way those states go blue It's a, and you'll forever be in power. It's a power grab. Don't tell me you care about anybody. He doesn't care about the immigrants. He doesn't care about you or me either. What a joke. Speaking of Joe Biden... 
Here is the magnanimous leader of the free world keeping a very coherent and straight thought together during his press conference last week, which I told you in the previous podcast was a train wreck in itself. But here is him. What he is responding to is getting rid of the filibuster. This is what he had to say, and it is a disaster. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, I'm, we're ready to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. What is he talking about? Does anybody know? Because I actually listened to it when it was originally aired, and I didn't know what he was talking about then, and I certainly, after listening to it 30 or 40 times, still don't know what he's talking about. I know that he's not a fan of the filibuster, or at least not now he is. Just like the rest of the Democrats, all of a sudden the filibuster is a very unpopular item because that's the only thing stopping them from getting everything on their insane list. The real question is, is how often is it used? I'm sure it's being used quite a bit right now because we're trying to preserve America and save America, so I'm sure the Republicans are pulling that card as often as they possibly can. But what about the Democrats? How much is the Democrats used at? According to a report by Brett Bart, Joe Biden has been critical of the Senate filibuster, describing it as a Jim Crow relic and claiming it has been abused, although Democrats reportedly used it more than 300 times in 2020 when the Republicans only used it once. Fox News' John Roberts tweeted Friday that after the president denounced the rampant abuse of the filibuster last year, we did some digging. Republicans used it once, Democrats used it 327 times. During his first solo press conference last week, Biden agreed with former President Barack Obama's belief that the filibuster is a Jim Crow relic, according to the Washington Examiners. Biden said, I quote, I was going to give you the statistics, but you probably already know them. That it's used to be that from between 1917 and 1971, the filibuster existed. There was a total of 58 motions to break a filibuster in that whole time. Last year alone, there were five times as many, so it's being abused in a gigantic way. Well, sleepy creepy, who's abusing it? Not the Republicans, they only used it once. Your side used it 327 times. It looks like there was some massive abuse on your side last year, not ours. But now, in typical Democratic fashion, they can do it, but you can't. So it was okay that they potentially blocked 327 pieces of legislation from going through because they didn't agree with it. But now that we don't agree with your radical ideas and we want to stop your radical ideas, now you pout and say it's not fair that you're using the filibuster. So, you know, it's it's always that hypocrisy. It's always that double standard. That's what Democrats are good at. That's just what they do. As of right now, it does not appear that they have the votes to get rid of the filibuster. And hopefully it'll stay that way. For those that don't know, not everybody knows, and some people already know, Uh, The filibuster is a parliamentary procedure used in the United States Senate to prevent a measure from being brought to a count. The most common form of the filibuster occurs when one or more senators attempt to delay or block a vote on a bill by extending debate on the measure. The Senate rules permit a senator or a series of senators to speak for as long as they wish and on any topic they choose unless 
three-fifths of the senators duly chosen and sworn vote to bring the debate to a close by invoking Senate Rule 22. Currently, I don't see that happening, but we'll have to wait and see. And now COVID. Oh, so fun to always talk about COVID, isn't it? Aren't you about sick and tired of hearing about COVID? But the information that keeps, or disinformation that keeps pouring out from the White House and the CDC and everywhere else is, it never ends, so we have to say something about it. The CDC is warning everybody of an imminent danger that there could possibly be another outbreak. Biden is telling people to mask up. It's a hot mess. What's really bothering me right now is according to Business Insiders, the Biden administration is reportedly working on a national vaccine passport program. In the article, it says the Biden administration is working on a vaccine passport program that would allow people to prove that they have received a coronavirus vaccination before entering venues that have previously been closed during the pandemic, such as offices or movie theaters, etc., Five officials who spoke anonymously told The Post that the White House is pushing efforts by federal agencies and private companies to develop this program. The United Kingdom is looking into something similar to that. My problem with this is if you want to travel, or let's say you have to travel for business-related reasons, and you don't want a vaccine, you're now going to be forced to get one. Otherwise, you won't be able to do your work, you won't travel to the places you want to travel to, etc. Me personally... I'm not a big fan of leaving the United States right now. I think the whole world is a hot mess. Maybe in years to come, I'd be interested in traveling internationally. But as far as right now, I'd rather travel in the United States and look at all the beauty that's still here and explore places that I have not been here. Good news about that is I don't need to take an airplane. I don't think that they understand the ramifications of what they're going to do, the Airline industry is losing money as it is. People are getting fed up with the way they're being treated. Flights, they're always sucky to go on. There's never enough room. They're always dirty. Now they're all being masked Nazis and everything else on the planes. So you're turning a lot of people off one way or the other, and it's only going to continue to get worse. And you guys are going to go down. You know, go woke, go broke type deal. Now, some people may say, you know, hey, Joe, you know, this is not a political issue. But no, it is. Because they have made it one. They have made this political. It wasn't us that made it political. Trump tried to do the best for the country. Hydroxychloroquine, what he was pushing, is something that actually works. Quietly, after Trump's gone, they say you could start using it. It does actually work. It helps as a therapeutic. But while he's there, it didn't matter. They didn't care about how many people died. They didn't care about your lives. It was only to hurt him and his presidency. So they're the ones that made it political. So now when you're telling people to take a shot in their arm that they're leery about, don't wonder why. And to get into my most ridiculous story of the day, rapper Lil Nas unveiled new Nike Satan shoes containing human blood, a limited pair, only 666 of them will be made, and they're going to cost $1,018. This is the problem with society today. It's moments like this. This is that same guy that did that uh, Old Town Road song or something like that. I don't listen to any new any of the new music, really. A song really has to be to my standards for me to listen to it. So I don't listen to it, but he's the same guy that did that song. Um, Came out, I guess did a whole video, an extremely inappropriate video 
uh, with him and Satan in it, deciding to make these shoes. It's all a mockery to God. Uh, and the real question is if Nike's backing him or not. He says Nike's backing him on the shoes. They got the Nike check mark, but Nike came out in a statement and said they're not backing him. They have nothing to do with the shoes. So you don't really know who's lying and who's not lying. And these days and times, who knows? Although the shoes are ridiculous, disgusting, and stupid. It's just another way that they take a cheap shot at people who are believers, religion, and it's okay that they do it. But if we say anything at all out of line, like, for example, uh, voter ID is should be required everywhere, that is a massively racist statement right now. But it's okay for this guy to smite God and make Satan shoes and make a big joke out of it. And the... Uh, 1018 is referring to a verse in the Bible. I don't remember whether it was Matthew or John, but it's the one where uh, Satan falls out of the heavens like a, like a ball of uh, lightning or like a lightning bolt. I'd have to reread it, but it, it has to go with that uh, particular verse in the Bible. So once again, it's just another attempt from these ridiculous celebrities that are on the left to take a cheap shot at us for what we believe in. Tell you what I do believe in, <laughs> good luck when you die, because when you face the man, you're going to have to answer for those stupid shoes. So that much I actually do believe in. I got a fun clip to follow that up with from Kaya Jones. I think she's one of the members of the uh, Pussycat Dolls or former members of the Pussycat Dolls. She posted this. I thought it was a pretty good clip. Uh, I guess scientists are challenging. I don't know if he's a pastor or what he is. But uh, if he is a pastor, is what he seems like to me. They're challenging him on the existence of God. Like, where did he come from? How could he begin? And I wanted to play his response for you. Which I want you to fill in the story of the rest of the uh, beginning of the universe. God, spiritual matter, impact on material matter. Okay, so two questions. All right. Go ahead. All right, your question, where did God come from, assumes that you're thinking of the wrong, uh, obviously it displays that you're thinking of the wrong God, because the God of the Bible d is not affected by time, space, or matter. If he's, if he's affected by time, space, or matter, he's not God. Time, space, and matter is what we call a continuum. All of them have to come into existence at the same instant, because if there were matter but no space, where would you put it? If there were matter and space but no time, when would you put it? You cannot have time, space, or matter independently. They have to come into existence simultaneously. The Bible answers that in ten words. In the beginning, there's time. God created the heaven, there's space, and the earth. There's matter. So you have time, space, matter created, a trinity of trinities there. Just, you know, time is past, present, future. Space has length, width, height. Matter has solid, liquid, gas. You have a trinity of trinities created instantaneously. And the God who created them has to be outside of them. If he's limited by time, he's not God. The God who created this computer is not in the computer. He's not running around in there changing the numbers on the screen, okay? The God who created this universe is outside of the universe. He's above it, beyond it, in it, through it. He's, he's unaffected by it. So for, and the, I, the concept that a, of a spiritual uh, force cannot have any effect on a material body, well then I guess you'd have to explain to me things like emotions and love and hatred and envy and jealousy and, and rationality. I mean, if your brain is just a random collection of chemicals that formed by chance over billions of years, how on earth can you trust your own reasoning processes and the thoughts that you, you think? Okay, so... Your, your question, where did God come from, 
is assuming a limited God. And that's your problem. The God that I worship is not limited by time, space, or matter. If I could fit the infinite God in my three-pound brain, he would not be worth worshiping. That's for certain. So that's the God that I worship. Thank you. I actually thought that was a pretty good clip. I have not heard it explained that way before. It is typical for scientists to always challenge everything that they don't understand. Um, there are some scientists that accept the Bible. I'm not saying all scientists are like that, so please don't misunderstand where I'm going here. But they have a lot of them that like to challenge it because they don't believe in anything beyond this. Where I think that a good majority of people believe there is something beyond this point. That's what faith is. We believe without seeing. We trust that there's something better than this on the other side. So I just thought that that clip would be a fun one to check out. Something a little bit different. Otherwise, that wraps it up for me. If you like what you're listening to, tell some people about me. Uh, If you'd like to follow me, Parlor, Joe Little, Twitter, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N, Clothub, Little Joe CC, Gab, Little Joe's Corner. And if you'd like to reach out to me, Gmail is L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at gmail.com. God bless. Have a great Tuesday.